How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Well, if you want a daily Patriots fix, one place to go is the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just search First and Foxborough. You'll find Kyrie Thompson's work there. Every day he's got new content out, and he's on Instagram and Twitter as well. And he's right now on the Harbor One Hotline on the Ken and Curtis Show. Kyrie, what's going on? And can we confirm, once and final, Belichick is not coming to the Combine in Indianapolis. <laughs> I'm doing wonderfully. Uh, got a wedding to go to out here in New Orleans, so oh, I'm like oh. chilling and waiting for for everything to go down. Hanging out in the Airbnb, joining y'all, and it certainly sounds like Bill Belichick is not going to be at the combine. Uh, we had a couple of different reports. I mean, first of all, I was not reporting that. I was saying it off of experience that I figured, hey, you might not see him, but he's probably there. But it certainly sounds like he is not coming to the combine um, from a couple of different sources now. And I think that it's not overly surprising, given that it seems like he's been pairing it back the last couple of years. Like last year, he was literally only there for like a day and then, and then left. And he was watching the wide receivers that day. Maybe he wanted to see Tyquan Thornton do his thing in the 40s, see him in the on-field drills uh, to make sure that he was sure about him. Uh, but I think that it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that it's caused as much discussion as it has. Yeah, I guess for me, Kyrie, it's just that, He's never missed it, and while I understand the pairing it back, but Ken was reporting the, or the he was sharing the reports out of Indy that the the Patriots contingent in Indy is I mean talk about a just like a the D level employees the organization you got Joe Judge who I don't even know he still has a job Cam McCord who wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire with special teams you have uh, Grow and Wolf. And Pellegrino. I mean, it just seems like, why isn't Bill O'Brien there? Why isn't Gerard Mayo there, who we all believe that he got a, a very well-deserved raise and new position? I, it just seems like a very odd group of people to send to Indianapolis. And it's certainly part of the delegation part. Like, okay, go ahead and see if you can handle these responsibilities. I trust you, scout, talk to people, or what have you. I think the interesting thing is when you, you learn more about the combine process, First of all, when you go there, it's really a giant party or you're like a networking thing in a lot of ways. And yeah, they have interviews and they're on-field workouts. But I feel like in a lot of ways, you're not learning anything there that you wouldn't also learn at a pro day or a top 30 visit. 
And I think that's probably more of what they might be gearing towards. And the other thing that is being discussed here, the people that you mentioned, right, Bill O'Brien, Gerard Mayo, the Master Blasters, right, they're probably staying back in Foxborough or doing whatever they're doing. They're probably getting a head start on watching the film on these guys instead of running around doing the grunt work at the Combine, watching film on draft prospects, deciding what they're going to do in free agency. So there's probably a lot of heavy work being done by the people that matter, and they're delegating the, okay, you go run around and rub you know, elbows with people and go do these interviews that are going to last five minutes and we're going to tape them, and we can listen back to them anyway. You do that. we got more important things to do. Now, Kyrie, uh, we had Tommy Curran reporting earlier this week. I don't know if it was a report. He was guessing. He, he, he's suspecting that, speaking of free agency, it's not going to be blockbuster. It's going to be more of the headline, we got enough. They might do a little, not a lot. I mean, do you support that? Do you do you agree that's probably going to be the approach? We're not going to have major fireworks when the free agency opens in a couple weeks here. Most likely. And, I mean, they, they have a good amount of cap space. They have about $28 million in effective cap space. There's $32 million or so, but $4 million of that is going to go to the draft. So they, they've got some money to make some improvements, but they don't have crazy money to throw at either two really big people or a bunch of other folks. So I think it's going to be about key positions. Which do you value? I would like to see them look for an offensive tackle, both in the draft and in free agency. Mike McGlinchey might be a little bit on the expensive side, but you're going to have some other options like Donovan Smith, if you think he's healthy enough coming off a rough year in Tampa where he was struggling with injuries. That could be a nice addition. Juwan Taylor looks like he's going to also hit free agency. So there are going to be a couple people they can throw money at, but I think that by and large, it's not as if the Patriots roster is horrible. They're really not. But they're, they're more of a high-floor team. And I feel like if you want to graduate from being a good team to a great team – I don't know that you're going to be able to accomplish that in free agency, but you can raise the floor just a little bit by grabbing more depth, like a tackle, and then you really got to hit in the draft this time around. Right now, according to Spotrack, uh, not the cap, cash for 2023, the Patriots ranked 27th in the NFL with $143 million of actual cash for the 2023 roster. That's dead last in the division. I... I just am I, I don't know if they're misreading their fan base or if they are just so bullish about their own guys or something in between, but if this is a status quo off season, I think there will be a lot of ticked off Patriots fans. Yeah. I mean, I think that to an extent there'll be a bunch of ticked off people covering the team too, because it won't be all that great and we're gonna be like, Why? Why oh why is this happening? But I think that ultimately it's a matter of, I think they're going to they're going to spend a little bit more money because there is a floor that you have to spend. Right. I think that my worry, and yet probably what is going to be closer to the truth here, is that they're going to look at it and say, okay, we would have been a playoff team if we had had a functional offense, and we didn't have a functional offense partly because of execution, but partly because our coaching was not what we needed it to be. We've got Bill O'Brien now. We have a real offensive line coach. Let's go ahead and, and assume that that gives us nine wins or ten wins or what have you and gets us in the door. I, I think that there's an argument to be made for that, which is why I, I agree with Tom's overall assessment from earlier in the week, that they have enough to be a playoff contender and, and make the playoffs given what you just saw. But, again, what's the goal here? 
And I think that if the goal is to win a championship, then putting a roster together of decent, not or decent to good, but not great, and then just saying, oh, yeah, coaching is going to be the difference. I feel like we've already seen, even in 2021, that that wasn't enough. You need more talent. <clears throat> and I don't know that... I don't know that the free agency part is really going to sway that to me, though I think that I would like to see them try and throw a little bit more money at a, you know, perhaps a young tackle or somebody that they think can really come in and start right now as opposed to just say, oh, yeah, we'll draft a guy at number 14 and throw him in there. There could be a learning curve with that, and you, you never know which guy is going to be there. So I think that I'm not going to get too hung up on – they're not spending enough money, but I think that they also need to spend it in the right places. And that, I think, is kind of an issue when we look back at what they did in 2021. Our WEI.com Patriots reporter Kyrie Thompson with us here on the Harbor One Hotline on the Ken and Curtis Show. Now, you're all over the combine. I see. I know you love it. And Zay Flowers, of course, you've been particularly all over. But talk to me about the quarterbacks who are getting measured today. Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. Any chance the Pats are in on those guys in the top 14? And which one's your guy? I don't think any of those guys are going to be available. You would have to trade up. And if you didn't trade up two years ago to get a quarterback, you're probably not doing it this year if you're the New England Patriots. Um, Bryce Young is easily the best quarterback in this class. I don't think it's particularly close. The problem is that he's small. And that's going to maybe turn some teams off in terms of how much they want to trust him. But the tape is ridiculous. Like, he's that much better than everyone else. I, that would be my guy. The problem is you're not getting him outside of the top five. It's not going to happen. I, people are intrigued by the Anthony Richardson deal. And, I mean, look, his measurements are wild. He's like a Sherman Tank playing quarterback. 6'4", what, 244 pounds or something crazy like that. He's huge, and he's probably going to test bonkers at the Combine. I think that he's a better quarterback prospect than people are, are giving him credit for. He gets lumped into that whole deal where – Oh, yeah, well, he's got accuracy problems. Can he read a defense? You know, that the whole spiel that people always inevitably seem to do with, like, athletic black quarterbacks. But, no, that guy can play. I just don't know that the Patriots think they need a quarterback like that. You look at the quarterbacks that they have drafted over the years. When have they gone out of their way to draft an Anthony Richardson? You could say maybe they should do that. I just don't think they're going to do that with Bill Belichick. They just want the guy who is going to throw the ball where you tell him to throw it to, do it accurately, get the ball out of your hands, which is why it seems like they keep on going with the Mac Joneses and the Bailey Zappies of the world rather than these really high upside guys that could be what top 10 quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks. Uh, Last one for me, Kyrie. Uh, Jacoby Myers, if you had to guess right now, is he staying or going? Probably going. Uh, I think I've been leaning towards that for a little while. And it might not even be because he makes a crazy bonkers amount. I've seen people suggest that he could make, what, $16 million. I mean, he could, depending on some of the comparisons to other receivers that have made bank. But I think even if it's something as high as 12, I don't know that the Patriots are going to match that. It's, it's kind of a shame because he is, he's a good player and he's been getting better every single year but he's not extremely explosive, and he doesn't have that wide receiver one upside that people like. He's just really good. You know that you would be getting the production out of him, but I think the other part is he's an undrafted free agent. I'm sure they could be like, you know what, one day we'll just make another one, and it'll, it'll all be fine, except that I don't know if I trust their ability to do that, if we're going to be completely honest. So I think that Jacoby Myers 
will probably leave, and then that's going to put an even bigger onus on the receiver position. Do you make a trade? Do you draft a receiver within the first three rounds? To me, I think you got to do either one of those things, and I want to see them draft a receiver somewhere, no matter what. All right, Kyrie, enjoy the wedding. 75 and sunny, I see today in New Orleans. Curtis is in Jupiter, where it's like 90, so I'm doing something wrong. But anyway, good, good work. <laughs> Thanks, Kyrie. We appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right, it's Kyrie Thompson on the Harmon One Hotline. And, uh, you know, God, the reaction. It is kind of. The, the reaction, one, I'll just do one text here. 310. Give me an effing break with the don't have the money. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. I know that had to send you. Anytime Cap is referenced at all, you, you go bonkers. Well, it's you are a useful idiot for the crafts and the NFL, but isn't it amazing that right now they still sit at 27th in cash spending? Yeah. I mean, that in looking back on that Belichick out of nowhere qu- quote, we should play the full thing in its entirety because the question he was asked had nothing to do with him giving the ranking of the team's cash spending over three seasons. But that you tried to mischaracterize and take out of context. Doesn't that, in hindsight, look even more glaring now that we know there may be this disconnect? That that was Belichick calling out Kraft. Getting That's the what onus I, on I him? said that last hour. I'm, I'm admitting I may have read that wrong. I, it's, a, it's a rare flaw. It's a rare flub by me. I mean, it, it, that it because in, in the like, when we heard that live, we played that on the Greg Hill show the morning he had this end of year presser. You went he crazy said, cause, because Dante had just been uh, talking about how se- severe the cap is. Well, but no, he had said legitimately. He said we are one of the lowest spending <laughs> teams in the league. Period. End of sentence. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. I, I, I honestly would say if you're Robert Kraft, have some balls and fire him. Then, like, if if you don't want him to be in charge of the team, if you don't want him to have all this power. Instead of doing all these charades behind the scenes, pick who you want, Gerard Mayo, Bill O'Brien, whomever, and give them the keys to the car because what's going on right now, I don't know if if Gerard Mayo or if Bill O'Brien or the next head coach is whoever, if they'll be successful. I know this fails. I know two competing ideologies in the same football operation will fail. We're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. Do you disagree with that? Has this ever succeeded where you have the owner and the coach or the GM and the coach openly disagreeing with one another, when will this work? Well, I don't know if it's open disagreement because Bill might be okay with it. I mean, the fact that he's still here leads me to think he's, he's accepted So then it. why do you say that about the spending? He's defensive about his blame in it. He's saying, hey, I only had so much money to spend. We didn't spend a lot this year. I'm doing as good as I can with what we spent. Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I that sounded to me like a guy that wanted more money to spend on free agents. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. And I thought it was a foreshadowing of, of more money to be spent. But regardless, it is quite interesting. All right. It's the Ken and Curtis show. All Patriots so far. Last night, the Celtics blew a ridiculous 28-point lead, which is, is this the largest in 30 years in a regular season game, Joe? Yeah. I saw I saw that it was tied for the uh second it was tied for the largest comeback for a 10-point win in the last 25 seasons. Here's according to ESPN stats and info. The 28-point blown lead represented the second worst by a Celtics team, okay. Since the play-by-play era started in 1996-97, the Nets comeback marked the biggest by any NBA team this year. At well, one point the... it was an 82 to 41 run. Oh my god. So, so, uh, I want to. I want to. I'm going to play some Joe Mazzulla for you when we come back. And I, I want to do that. But I also I was at 
the Celtics comeback against the Nets, Eastern Conference Finals, 2002. Oh, Pierce Paul Pierce Plunt. stood up right in front of me. What was the comeback in that game? Because it might have been more than 28 right, points. We'll, we'll research that. In the meantime, here's what's trending. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Kenneth Carter Show here on EEI. We've got Red Sox baseball at one. Joe and Bradfoe in the call. Those cheating Astros and your Boston Red Sox at JetBlue. Yeah. Pavetta on the hill. Tomorrow, um, what is tomorrow? What am I saying? About tomorrow, tomorrow be Sunday. Tomorrow is Sunday. <laughs> it's late. After the game, it's Arcand. And then tomorrow, Fitzy and Hart. Uh, but before we get to Celtics, can I read a text here? Of course. 917 texter. That Belichick quote, clip that you played is a response to a question about how they spent so much in 2021 and have seen small returns he was defensive about that specifically i want can we play the full question again because i think it is important so this is the one of the more uh eye-opening quotes of the season would you say curtis from bill uh of his entire tenure as head coach of the patriots okay all right just here's the full q a when you look at the national football league and the salary cap situation um and it's the same for all teams. Um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, so one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved. And at some point, the reconciliation has to come. So our spending in 2020 our spending in 2021 and our spending in 2022, the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending. So, so a couple of years were low, one year was high, but over a three year period, um, we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. So had we <laughs> averaged that out and in those three years, you would have had the same numbers. So whether it's, too low and one high or, you know, two medium or three medium or, you know, two sort of high and one really low, whatever it is, it, there's an average that comes. And so that's the three-year average. We're 27th in the league in cash spending. I thought that the, in retrospect, the free agency, we added a lot of really good players to this football team. Um, and... You know, some guys have been very productive for us. Some guys have 
have less production than some of the highly productive players. Uh, but overall, we're a much better football team with the players that we added, including the players that we re-signed to the team who were free agents. So a lot there. Now, we didn't get the question. I don't know if, Joe, you can find the actual question that, that sparked him on that. But So what's he saying there, Curtis? Um, word salad, basically... <laughs> Um, over a three-year period, they were the twenty-seventh. Uh, they had the twenty-seventh most money in the NFL. So there were twenty-six teams over three years that spent more cash on their football team than the Patriots. Team. Right. And why is he pointing that out? Is the ultimate question because he was. I think the texture is probably accurate that the the reporter was grilling him for the lack of a return on that specific free agent class. Right, like you spent all this money. Uh, here's the question. Joe has the question. Last year you spent an unprecedented amount of money in free agency. And I was wondering, uh, last year you spent an unprecedented amount of money in free agency. And I was wondering, uh, after the second year, if you felt like you got the best bang for your buck. All right, so this is Karen Gregan asking the question. So there it is. So did you get bang for your buck? And then he gets defensive and says, well, we've only spent 27th most in the league over three years. And so is there any doubt that this dip in spending has been related to the lighthouse, not to any facility? I, re- I heard this oh, yesterday God, from Burt Breer. Oh, of course it is. I heard this yesterday from Burt Breer. Do you know how many teams in the NFL do you think lack their own standalone practice facility? Teams. So, there's 32 teams in the NFL. How many teams do not have a standalone practice facility? That they, is, but they have a bubble. But does does that account? No, like it, their own facility that is in their own. It's next. It's not this huge half mile walk from the from the locker room that's in the stadium to this. There's a facility that has the locker rooms, the meeting rooms, the video rooms, the football, the everything. BC has it now. The fort, the uh, Fish Field House. It's paid off for them. Yeah, BC's got a great, great place that they're going to be winning this year. Say Flowers heading to the first round, top. 15 their basketball maybe. team is the best season the basketball team has had since two thousand eight. They beat so, uh, Virginia. Who we bet Earl on. Campbell, awesome, week. awesome. So anyway, so how many NFL teams do you think lack that? I'm going to guess like three, four. Wow, the Patriots, the Texans, the Bengals, and the uh, I'll get the last one, but one of the four teams mm. is currently building one. So there will be three teams. So you were right in your you know initial guess. So th- this is what I'm talking about. I, I, I they're far more. It appears from my vantage point that they're more concerned with the function space they're built they're building for weddings and whatever else. And now, the that new will Red be a, Robin. That, that will be a kick-ass uh, lighthouse. You'll I mean, admit that. I got, who needs you know the next Matt Light when you can have a new lighthouse? I got to tell you, it is a great idea. When Wait till I, the Courtney Santo photo shoot there. <laughs> that will pay for itself. But the situation as a Patriots fan is pretty, pretty bad. Now, right I want, now. I, now, I want to give them time. They could spend. But right now, all signals are pointing to not really. They're not going to, this will not be a 21 offseason. And if I recall the 21 offseason, they telegraphed, right? We right. knew they Cur- were going to be spending. Current said it was coming. Right. So. Uh, That's doesn't scary. feel good. That's and also, I hate to pat myself on the back. It happens from time to time because I'm right often. But the um, the Jacoby Myers, didn't we make a gentleman's bet on that? Didn't you say he's definitely staying? Yes, I think he okay. will stay. Wrong again. Why? You think Kyrie... they're going to give Jacoby Myers $25 million a year? No, no he'll go stay for less. Oh, yeah, really? I loves mean, what a cohesive room. unit. Loves, I mean... the, loves the plane, loves the waiver. 
Let's go to uh, Jack. Jack in the South End. Hi, Jack. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, that report about the, the Patriots apparently just being content with their roster is somewhat uh, disheartening, if true. I mean, because I was really expecting them to to go into this offseason and make make some moves, maybe not a, a T. Higgins trade or anything like that, but something substantive. And if it's really true that you know uh, that they, they're not interested, I guess then as is, they're probably it is true they're probably a playoff team, but I mean their ceiling isn't very high. It's like maybe the sixth seed and then getting blown out in the playoffs by Buffalo. Uh, I mean they can't possibly expect to contend for a championship. No, it's a great point, Jack, and uh, I agree with you. It's disheartening. Like, even if they, let's say they sign two big players. Let's say they sign a tackle. It's McGlinchey or Jawan Taylor or one of these guys. That's a big move. Orlando Brown Jr. Orlando Brown Jr. is the dream. You think they're going to tag him? You might be right. Or And then let's say they go out and they is sign. He, is he the real OBJ? Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> let's say they sign Jordan Poyer. They pull from the Bills. Oh, well, their I love safety. that. Now, how good would that be? Oh, I would do a dance. And they bring Jacoby Myers back, like Man. that's that would be good. That would be something. I, I uh, yes, but here's the problem. The first step it took me a while to to fixing something is admitting there's a problem. Okay, they haven't. In what well, way? Bill, Bill publicly... did. Bill just admitted there's a problem. We With haven't what? spent that much. The guys we signed were good players and they helped us. And really, we haven't spent that much. Okay, but they're not going to spend. <laughs> I know. Which, which, so then, <laughs> like, where is the urgency? Where is the like? I, I honestly, of all the things that I got right about Brady versus Bill, and my God, I got everything right. But the one thing I really, I mean, boy, do you look like an idiot if you still thought that. Holy cow! I'm closer to a title than the Patriots. But it, the one thing I, I overrated, uh, I guess was the desire of both Kraft and Belichick to want to win solely for their own ego, for their own sort of, you know, gravitas in the NFL, that they would see Brady's title. And I said when they won, when the Bucks won, this is good for the Patriots because it'll piss them off and it'll get them to spend, which it did. That's the only thing that's gotten them to spend thus far, was Brady winning a Super Bowl, and then the Patriots made a big splash in the offseason. Yeah. Since then, they haven't done a damn thing. Nope, they have not. And All so right. I, I just don't get it. I, I, I cannot understand it. I don't understand why at least the credibility and the sort of placement in history that for those selfish reasons that Kraft and Bill wouldn't, wanting, wouldn't want to reinvest heavily and win now. No, it appears they're they're just sort of content to restock and rebuild. They're very they're being very patient, more patient than most people I think expected nor or want them to be. To your point, okay. Now, can we go to Celtics for a minute because they just had an unbelievable loss. What maybe the loss of the season? Would you say it's the worst loss of the year last night? Yes, that was awful. I, I mean, I guess it depends on your perspective of how important it is to finish first in the East. But they are slipping away. They have had a weird week. They did beat Philly Saturday after we spoke last week then they lose to the Knicks they really got blown out they were blowing out the Cavs but almost let that game slip away and then lose a 28 point lead with pretty much everybody healthy except for Brogdon right everybody everybody was in there last night right and they lose a historic uh, near historic 28 point lead in the okay it's still first half things happen in the NBA but they are now a full game behind the Bucks for the top seed in the East 
which mattered last year, Curtis, because the yep. Celtics had the home field, home court, home field, home court in the uh, in the Bucks series. Right. Did win in Game Six there, but still, yeah, the, the biggest win of the series was in Milwaukee. But yes, so it's important. It's important in some sense. It also potentially could be important to avoid playing Philly and Cleveland or Philly and. I don't know. You, you're gonna. You would if you get the one seed. The, whoever's two and three would bang heads and possibly wear each other out. You could have the Bucks and the Sixers playing before you have to face them. Can I can I express just some something about this Celtics team? And it involves every team in Boston, but the Bruins. Everybody sort of feels like they've already gotten to where they need to go. Like there isn't this sort of urgent drive. This this. This imminent need, this this overwhelming desire for a championship from the Celtics, the, the Celtics, the Patriots, and the Red Sox. Well, wait that, a minute now, because I so Wick has been talking a great game. I'm talking Wick has, and I agree. But Missoula, Tatum, Brown, the Stevens. I, I I don't get. I thought Jones did a great job with this this week uh, on Jones and Mago describing the sort of feeling like he had a pretty good back and forth with Scala on this as well. Great interview this week. And um, I, I'm sorry, I like Jones. You know, sh- shoot me, people. But he's good. Listen. <laughs> Don't encourage uh, them. Um, the, 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 the sort of air of arrogance around the Celtics is something that Pierce always railed against, which was he wasn't an all-time great Celtic no matter what he did until he won. That he couldn't even consider himself one of the best Celtics of all time until he raised a banner that he was a part of to the rafters inside the garden. Whereas it doesn't, I don't know, I mean, maybe I'm just you know nit- nitpicking here, but I, I, I heard Jones discuss it, and it, it rang true to me. I don't know if you agree with it. Well, but. I definitely agree on the, the vibe. I mean, you remember last year how bullish I was on the Celtics team, calling them the greatest team ever assembled, and, you know. Right. Because they were rolling. They had a vibe about them. They caught fire. This year, they're, like, stagnant, if not fading. It's a weird, they have had a great year. But... I don't know. Muscala didn't wow me at the trade deadline. You know I wanted Pirtle. Right. You were screaming for it. You you always love the soft J. Right. And has Muscala been an impact player? But more than that, is anybody bitching when they have collapses like this? Now, here's Missoula last night, who got the interim tag removed, discussing what he said, if anything, in the locker room afterwards, and basically what happened. That's human nature. You have to battle human nature. And if you want to separate yourself, the teams that don't fall into that trap... Um, but I'm not going to overreact to that. It, it happens. It happens in the NBA. Um, I've seen it um, in other games. Um, we have to be able to learn from it. So, you know, I'll be more upset if it happens again, if we're in another situation. More upset about the Cleveland situation than I am about tonight in the standpoint of, you know, finishing a game and being up and ending a game. Um, so that's just something that we have to learn from. Yeah. So he's not worried at all. I mean, and yeah. by the way, he just contradicted himself. If it happens again, I'll be worried. It just happened to Cleveland. You, you almost blew the Cleveland game. Yeah, I, I've I've been consistent on him. I mean, I wouldn't have given him the the, the extension, removed the tag. I find him unimpressive. Um, but you know, what do I know? But I I just I this it feels. I I think what Wick has to balance is listening to his superstars and doing and helping them provide provide a an environment for them to feel most comfortable while also ensuring there is the burning desire to you know complete the task and that's not an MVP at the All-Star game that's the MVP of the NBA finals that's you know winning the final game of the season and raising a banner 
because I, you know, getting as close as they did last year and losing with the way Tatum played, I thought there would be more than enough in terms of stuff to prove to fuel a bounce back, you know, return to the finals kind of season. And it just doesn't seem that they're just, they just, they're sort of like, wake me up when the playoffs start, we'll be fine. Well, right, which last year they kind of took that approach. Remember they said they don't care who they played, and I think I was critical of that, and they didn't care about matchups, and to their credit, it didn't matter. No, they were dead right. We were wrong about yes. not wanting to play the Nets. They swept them, so they proved us wrong in that regard. They might do it again, but But I it just, just feels don't. different, and, and you, you're right about <clears throat> nobody seems worried. if you. This is the time you would think a young team would be hell-bent on hitting their stride now blowing the nets out on a Friday night at the Garden, not toying with your food. <laughs> yeah, I... Which Greg does sometimes. It's unnerving. It is very unnerving. Now, now, so Missoula's not worried, but, like, wouldn't you have expected, like, Marcus Smart, if he's the leader, to blow up in the after the game or something, or Horford? I mean, but wh- where are those guys? But none of these guys think that they're in threat. They're, they're not threatened. You know, they're like... They, they think yesterday was a microcosm of the, what concerns me long-term about the team, which is... They are incredibly talented. They are when they're at their best, they're tough to beat. Would you agree? Of course, they're the best. So I then, mean, so then, what, most talented they're, they're, team in the league right now, right? So they have the you know the anyway they they have everything in their favor, but their best player still lacks the killer instinct. And I know Legler talked about it last week, and then the Celtics had the great you know buzzer beating shot with Tatum against the Sixers and throw it in everybody's face, but consistently and, you know, as the year goes on, Tatum is going to have to prove that. Otherwise, nationally, if they don't win it again this year, that story will continue to grow. Yeah, and it feels like the Bruins, conversely, are after right. it. I mean, they are We should desperate. praise the Bruins at some point. My but God, we have I mean, to. I've been trying to get to them. Uh, are you concerned about the Celtics and the blown 28-point lead last night and just in general the way they've been uh, playing here this week? Let's go to John and Gardner. Hi, John. Hey, good morning, fellas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Curtis, it's getting scary how much we agree lately. Oh, by the Uh-oh. way, do you care about weather spotters? Or are you down in Florida on the oh, weekend? Yeah. Oh, no, how I need inches? a weather spotter. What's, how what's many? Total, yeah, what's Gardner? going on? I'd say we already have about eight or nine inches out here in Whoa. Gardner and blowing around pretty good. It's not Whoa. a small storm out here. It's, I look out my window as we speak, and it's like blowing semi-sideways. But the wind has calmed down a little. And I'll be out there with my snowblower about the time the Bruins are dropping the puck. That game last night was horrible, and you guys just talked about the week that was. I stand by my prediction that they're not getting out of the East and that the Bruins will win the Cup. But ironically, somewhat ironically, the, the horribleness of that loss and the week that we've had, if the, this is their time to turn it around and get their head screwed on straight. I, I've said from day one, the media, the other NBAers, the fans, everybody's been pumping Jason Tatum up. He's a great player. He's a good kid. But you, you mentioned the killer is to Curtis. And it's also, he's been so pumped up and told, oh, they've made the, fi- the finals these years, and they made the Eastern Conference finals all those years. You guys hit on it. It's almost like they sort of have gotten to where they feel like they need to be, and they're kind of coasting in some ways. Yeah. But... I just think that if they don't turn it around, they got, what, about 20 games left? This is the time to get their heads on straight and make a charge to end things up and then go into the playoffs. Yeah, I would agree, John. I mean, the, the, it, when you watch the Bruins, the last five minutes, they pour it on. If they're down by a goal or two, it's not safe, that, that deficit. You know? And, you know, they're, they went seven, from 4-1 to 7-1 to to the other night. The Celtics are in coast mode. 
Yeah, and the other thing about the, you know, with the Bruins approach has been, we can get to it, but my over overarching point about the Bruins is the year and the 180 we have all done with Don Sweeney can show any GM at any time that you're never past the point of being able to turn the tide in your career if you just get the team you're on to win. Because you couldn't have been further under the ground that Saturday morning. We did it right as that the day after that story broke with Mitch Miller. And there was legitimate 25th Amendment talk of removing the position from him <laughs> because he wasn't able to be trusted. Yeah. And now you look at him, and he's toying with the rest of the NFL, NHL. It's unprecedented. Although the uh, injury news to Taylor Hall is concerning. So part of it might be desperation there, but we'll get to that. But, LTIR. Yeah. Now, calls lined up, Celtics reaction. If you were at the game last night, I would love to hear Oy. what you thought because that was a tough one. I mean, I know. That's another one. It's at home. The great, right? great right. Celtics teams of all time don't lose those games at home. They got Ever. booed. I think they got booed. If you were at the game, we'd love your uh, uh, expertise, your firsthand report. And if you don't like the show, boo us. Call in. Absolutely. It's Kenny Curtis. And he's going to do it. Bridges is a happy guy as he pounds the ball. The crowd, not at all happy, and you can't blame them. They came here to have a good time. They did for the first half. They didn't after that. That's the end of the ball game. The final score of the Brooklyn Nets, 115. Brooklyn, 115. Boston, 105. Maybe the loss of the season so far, although, Curtis, dueling opinions on the text line. We always get the 50-50 uh, arguments on either side of the ledger. 401 texter, is it possible due to the interminable length of the regular season that the Celtics are just marking time into the playoffs at which time they'll stomp on the gas pedal? Not endorsing the tactic, but it's human nature after they came so close and fell short last year. Contrast that with 925 texter, Jason Tatum likes the smell of his own farts. Oh, geez, that's rude. He's bought into his own hype, etc., etc. So you you get both sides, you know? Yeah, I mean, the NBA is unique in its uh, placement of player over team, and that's not you know unique to the Celtics or unique to Jason Tatum. But I just, if you're good enough to be up by whatever it was, 30 points, then you have no excuse to allow a stretch where you lose, where you uh, over a stretch, stretch of the game where they were outscored 82 to 41. Is that correct? Well, yeah, and at the end of the first half, Tatum was a big part of that. He had a couple turnovers directly. I mean, obviously, he struggled shooting from three, but like just a period in there where it was a malaise. Once they went up by 28, which was the largest, it was 92-54 since that time. It was close. Yeah, they were hanging 92-54. in there. 92-54. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It was like Wiggy v. Bradfoe in that game, that one-on-one game. <laughs> oh, I slide. What a day. Who could forget? <laughs> uh, Emerson anyway. Lazio getting killed as the ref. It was a whole to-do. A lot of people want to weigh in. Are you worried about the Celtics after last night's blowing lead? Joe and Lowell. Hi, Joe. Hello, Joe. Well, he wanted to weigh in. I thought he wanted to. Let's go back. Uh. Let's go to Frank and Marshfield. Hi, Frank. Frank. What the hell is going on? All right, let's try Phone on. Jake in Boston. I'm not going to let you down, boys. How are you? I'm good. How are you, buddy? Uh, right now, you're the two seed because of two games, in my opinion. One, number one was when your best player decided to sit out against a joke of an Orlando team to attend his son's fifth-year birthday party. Mind you, this kid's a marketing prop 
for the team and is going to inherit a half billion dollars. So I don't exactly feel bad when you've got $500 million in the bank that daddy can't come to your birthday party. You're going to be just fine, kid. Uh, and then two was last night when your best player lollygags through his birthday game because he's probably deciding whether to go and celebrate afterwards at Area or Strega in the <laughs> North End and totally went messed up his shot because of it. But, yeah, you got the All-Star Game MVP. Good for you. Slow clap there. Give me, like, Brandon Miller of Alabama. You guys see this story? He called his shot last week on Twitter, scored 40 against Auburn as the entire world's crying to put him in jail. That's Kobe Mamba mentality right there. That's what Jason Tatum doesn't have. And if you compare it to the Bruins, who, yes, older team, but there are some mentally tough players there. You have Bergeron, who nearly died on the ice. Marshawn's hated in 31 other arenas. The coach overcame his own personal de- um, personal demons. You've got Tyler Bertuzzi, who is the only NHL player to stand up as the entire world was bullying for him to get a shot. Meanwhile, Tatum's got trouble with birthday parties. If you have to go into Milwaukee and you lose a game seven, and you somehow screw up your window, screw up your window to be a title, can we call him out as a Carmelo of this generation or like a Weber or a Vince Carter? Like, there are plenty of good players, but if Tatum wants to be like his hero Kobe, he better find that killer instinct. He better show some some tough skin instead of being a beta. All right, well, alpha and beta rack him. Um, (laughs) You know, but so the birthday party, it's true. It was his birthday. Maybe he was just feeling... A little loose, you know. He just wasn't yeah. engaged. Yeah. Uh, I, I, same if, with you on your birthday, Scars. If if you if you're over sixteen and your job is impacted by your birthday, you are a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when I was interning at a radio station in Boston, like twenty years ago. We had Gordon Eads join Kevin Winter every like Tuesday, and he texted me. And he said, "Can't do it today, bud." It's my birthday. Well, you couldn't do a radio hit because it was your birthday and you're like one. 60. Uh, oh, my God. If you Anyway, that's a whole different day. But well, yes, He also it, mentioned going to Deuce's five, fifth mm-hmm. birthday party, which is mm-hmm. still a ridiculous excuse. Well, I think more he was complaining about, you know, not the road. Uh, he was, you know, not being home to see Deuce and he was tired. And, and also the stuff. Bucks have won 16 straight games. Yeah. Like if the Celtics drop a handful of there, they're going to drop that first seed. I guess, but that contrast them with what the Bucks are doing right now. They're surging and you're sagging. Now, 201 texter. Celtics, no lead is ever safe for them. They blow every big lead they have for five years. They get lackadaisical. They get sloppy. They think are they are the best. They are not. They have no heart. The edge well, they had or the mission is no longer. Well, And I also have to say, whatever you want to say about Jason Tatum, I don't think I want the guy from Alabama oh, to replace strange. him. That was a strange turn there. I what a bizarre, like, yeah. I don't know. mentality. <laughs> What? I mean, Kobe Bryant had his flaws. I don't think he has ever, like, brandished a weapon. Anyway. I'm going to give you a pat down during the break. And then uh, oh, good. coming up, it's the uh, 11 o'clock hour of the show, which things always get nasty between us. But today we're going to be engaged. We're going to have a good program. Lots to talk about if you're just joining us. Belichick not at the Combine. Curtis nailed that earlier in the week. <laughs> Seamless reporting. <laughs> Uh, I'm the Christian Amanpour of the New England Patriots. And I do think we should talk Sweeney because he has been um, mostly, I mean, he was praised for a little while, but mostly ripped. Would you say in the last couple of years? He Sweeney took on- was he was destroyed this year. I mean, in a way that we have never destroyed anybody. All right, so we'll apologize collectively to Don Sweeney next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.